Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Toast Show, episode number 627 for February 17th, 2022. This is your WWE Elimination Chamber preview and predictions edition of SRTU. I'm one half of the show. I am Jeff Peck, typically joined every single week by co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey is not here, my friends. Um, prior to going on the show this evening, a couple hours prior to us recording on Thursday night, um, tornadoes went through, uh, Dr. Trey's hometown. Uh, he and his family are safe. His house is safe. Uh, he is in good spirits, but he's got no power. He's got a phone that's about to die. He has absolutely zero way to do the podcast. So uh, once again, you are getting a solo edition of SRTU. And uh, thankfully, it's an episode that has plenty of topics to talk about because it was one of the most newsworthy weeks we've ever covered in the history of the show. Uh, Let's just kick it off here with Cody and Brandy Rhodes leaving AEW, rumors of Cody Rhodes being WWE bound. Um, I sat here on this podcast weeks ago and and thought it was a non-story rightfully so right um cody rhodes was an evp in AEW. he had cemented his flag in the sand of AEW. he was the most vocal evp in everything that AEW was trying to do he had roads to the top uh he had the go big show has the go big show on warner media it just seemed like a foregone conclusion that he leaving AEW would would never see the light of day, that it would never happen, that the rumors of everything of his contract being up, that it would be worked out, right? I mean, that's what it felt like. It felt like a wrestling storyline. It felt like a wrestling storyline because Cody Rhodes said at the end of 2021 that he was going to take fans on a ride um, that they have never been on before. So it felt like everything was very much uh, wrestling storyline, angles being worked, uh, fans being worked to believe some stuff and, and and I didn't believe it. I, I just could not see Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. Uh, and then come, I want to say early Tuesday morning, I woke up and I read reports that there was some chatter at Raw, backstage at Raw amongst the WWE stars, that uh, something was going on with Cody Rhodes. That maybe Cody was coming to WWE, that he was being available. This was prior to, the, to his announcement, like 10 a.m. Eastern in that morning. Um, and then the announcement dropped that he was leaving AEW. Brandy Rhodes dropped an announcement as well that she was leaving AEW, and it was it was mind blowing. It was one of the most shocking news stories I've 
covered in the history of the show because it came out of left field. It is something that usually you can you can sniff out a little bit, right? As long as AEW has been around, the feeling always was that eventually CM Punk would come to AEW. Like there was a chance. It, it always felt that way. Um, Brian Danielson going to AEW was a little bit shocking, but in this day and age, right, we've seen a lot of shocking jumps from one company to another. So it wasn't anything particularly uh, nuts per se. But for Cody Rhodes, who has been so vocal about all the wrong things that WWE does um, f- that led to him re creating himself on the independent wrestling scene that allowed him to recreate himself in Japan that led to an all out pay-per-view that led out to a revolution known as AEW. Like he was the most vocal. He was the face of it. He was, had a recognizable last name, a recognizable face. Cause he was in WWE. He was the flag bearer for AEW. And here we are. And he has, we believe left the company something I never thought I would ever say or see this early in the career of Cody Rhodes and his relationship with AEW. It it always felt like that probably at some point, right, that one of the EVPs, they would fall out of flavor uh, with the entire company. They may end up going to WWE like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road, right? Like I still believe in my heart of hearts that Chris Jericho's time in WWE is, is not over. Um, that Jim Ross probably hasn't called this last match in WWE. That's what my heart of hearts says. But it always felt like that Cody Rhodes was going to be that 20-year guy and and have that Triple H role in AEW. I mean, that's kind of what he molded himself as. And three years in, and he's gone. Um, it's mind-blowing. There was options that they could have picked up on that they didn't. Um, according to reports, it was uh, an amicable split that it feels like that the reasons why the talks broke down, the negotiations broke down, was simply due to a pay raise. Uh, there is some stories out there that that uh, Cody didn't like being removed from creative. We've, we've heard about the changes in creative with the EVPs. Tony Khan's been very open and honest that you know he oversees creative and it's solely him and he runs it by just a couple people. Maybe Cody didn't see that. Maybe the vision that Tony and he had when they first launched AW went in different directions. It's, you know, we won't know for a while what led to this split. Like it's going to take a a shoot interview from Cody Rhodes, maybe him sitting down for the broken skull sessions on the WWE network at some point, or when his times come past WWE, maybe he returns to AEW. They talk about it at length. Like we'll find out about this at some point, but right now in the moment, it's, one of the most shocking news stories we've ever covered in the history of the show. Um, it, from a wrestling standpoint, it may be the most shocking because it just isn't something that I ever thought I would see him leave, leaving AEW. So then when it comes to the options, it's like, okay, well, what does he have out there? Obviously, WWE, ROH is, is coming off a hiatus. I saw some people out there saying maybe he goes to NWA, challenges Matt Cardona for the NWA title. Uh, maybe he buys NWA, maybe he buys ROH. But that doesn't seem to be the direction that he's going. It seems that he is WWE bound. There are very concrete reports out there that are saying that um, they could see him at the Performance Center as early as this weekend to get ready for, I don't know if it was promos, um, if it was just to see maybe physicals, get in in-ring shape. But 
he is going back to WWE, it seems like. Um, WrestleVotes, who is a very, very good source on Twitter, at WrestleVotes, tweeted out two days ago, spoke to a source just now that fully anticipates WWE coming to an agreement with Cody Rhodes. Unbelievable. And it is, because, again, it, it he was the most vocal. He was the one that was there. Kenny Omega wasn't there. Nick and Matt Jackson were not there. They had discussions with WWE. They almost went to WWE, but they weren't in the WWE bubble. They didn't know what was wrong with WWE because they weren't on the inside. They could be on the outside like all of us and talk to people, talk to wrestlers, talk to people that were there and say and see why WWE was not uh, or, or conducive to the style and the creativity that they wanted to have in their own career path. Uh, Cody was in those walls. He knew what was wrong with WWE and what could uh, attract a John Moxley that when his time came up at WWE to come over to AEW, to get Chris Jericho to come over to AEW, to get Brian Danielson and CM Punk over to AEW, he knew what buttons to press and what things not to say and what to say to sell a talent, a former WWE talent, why joining AEW was a bigger, better uh, move for them career-wise than going back to the devil that, that you always knew in World Wrestling Entertainment. So, very shocking. I think there is room for uh, people to feel like that Cody's a little bit of a hypocrite, um, smashing the the uh, the King of Kings chair at 2019 Double or Nothing with a sledgehammer, uh, repeated shots at the company time and time again, and here he is working with them again. It's it's bizarre and it's. It's something I just never foresaw happening. Um, would have lost that bet that in 2022, Cody would be returning to WWE. When does he return to the company? I think WWE should pull the trigger as soon as possible. Maybe he shows up at Saturday's Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. I would be very shocked by that. Um is it more likely he shows up Monday or Friday of next week? Yes. Are we talking about him being in a WWE ring a week from now? I think we should be. I don't think WWE should be holding back on this. I don't think they should be waiting until WrestleMania or doing something at the mon- you know, the show after WrestleMania and, and do some anticipation. You got to strike while the iron's hot. For Cody to show up on your television next week on WWE television to enter a WWE ring, something I never thought I would see ever again is a shocking turn of events and going to bring eyeballs over to your product. Um, it, it could be a little bit of a kick in the butt to WWE. It, it, it's it's shocking. I mean, it, it wasn't too long ago we were sitting here talking about the morale being down reportedly in WWE, and, and Cody made a business decision to jump from AEW where, for all intents and purposes, the morale there is extremely high. While there's reports out there that WWE morale is very, very low. We're coming off of an awful Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Um, and he's going back there. Was it money? Was it creative? Like, What is bringing him back there? It's got to be a financial thing, right? Cash that check while you can. you got to figure, though, he's making a very good penny as an EVP in AEW. Being a founder of AEW, you'd have to figure. But for them not to bring Cody back is I think it's a bad look. I think it's a bad look for, for all elite wrestling. Um, 
I think right now this is the most adversity AEW has had a face since its launch. We have Cody leaving. I think the road to the Revolution pay-per-view in a couple weeks has been okay. Um, it, it We've talked about this at points every couple of weeks, I feel like, that AEW may not have capitalized on the all-out pay-per-view hype, post-hype, that we thought that they could have. It felt like in early September that AEW literally shook the ground of professional wrestling, shook the foundation of World Wrestling Entertainment, and was letting everybody know we have arrived, we are here, we have the roster, we have the talent, we have the entertainment, we have the TV shows to really make a run out of WWE. And I think that they have not taken advantage of that as much as I had hoped as a fan of all elite wrestling. Um, Reports are saying that it was business as usual at all elite wrestling this past week at Dynamite. Um, I would figure that to be the case, but it's got to get some people worried here because if, if you were team Cody, right? If Cody goes back to WWE, he is, he isn't a WWE wrestler again. If he's back at WWE, there's been reports out there that WWE has been interested in MJF Wardlow and Jade Cardgill in recent months. We've seen those reports in, in sometimes in recent weeks, we've seen those reports and those are all Cody Rhodes people, right? You, you look at that goodbye letter and he mentions those people in his goodbye to all elite wrestling. Those are on team Cody. Those are people that are all about everything that Cody Rhodes brings to the table and probably got a ton of support behind the scenes and rightfully so from Cody Rhodes. So if Cody goes to WWE and all those three guy those three wrestlers contracts are coming up that I just mentioned, Jade Cargill, Wardlow, MJF. And let's say Cody is enjoying his time in WWE as opposed to his last time when he last left the company in 2016. Well, who's now on the WWE side to recruit some major names that AEW has built, but Cody Rhodes. I mean, this is a genius move by WWE. I mean, if there was a, a dissenter, I mean, it was eventually it was bound to happen, right? At some point, somebody that is ta- a contracted talent from All Elite Wrestling was going to go work for WWE just as much as WWE guys have gone and worked for AEW since its launch. It was bound to happen. Uh, I would put my money on Jericho. I would put my money on Moxley first. I would put my money on an MJF Wardlow and a Jade Cargill before I would ever put my money down on, on Cody Rhodes. But for all intents and purposes, again, according to reports, Cody Rhodes is close to signing with WWE. He is there. He's back in the fold, reportedly. If he likes what's going on and it comes time for contracts and AEW is making an offer to MJF and WWE is making an offer to MJF, is Cody Rhodes going to be getting that ear of MJF, that ear of Wardlow, that ear of Jade Cardigan, and say, hey, I think you should be coming over to WWE. I've had a great time these last one, two, three, four, five years. Uh, I mean, I loved everything that AEW was. I believed in it, but I think you got to come over to the real show, and that's WWE. Like, does Cody start waving that WWE flag, or does he just wave the flag of the person that writes the checks to him? Um at the launch of AEW, I was very critical of Cody Rhodes. I called him a used car salesman in a way, and, and I ate my words on a lot of that stuff because he performed. He led. AEW delivered on every promise that they said they delivered. But 
can I go back now and say that maybe he is a used car salesman because he's going back to the people that led him down the road to create all elite wrestling in the beginning, that everything that was wrong with WWE, like what has changed in WWE since he was last there that's making him go there? Finances? Like, is that the reason? Does he, Did he always feel like he was a WWE guy inside? Does he have unfinished business? Is this Was this always the plan, right? Like, let's talk about conspiracy theories. Or if we're going to go down the conspiracy theories route, let's just throw this one out there as well. How many of us are thinking this is a work? How many of us think that this could be one of the best storylines we have seen, blurred lines, wrestling angles we have seen since CM Punk, Money in the Bank, 2011? Will he or won't he be leaving WWE? His contract's up. It was all legitimate, but the end of the day, business came out, and it gave us a pretty fun couple of weeks. In WWE, right? Like, is the, all this playing out so that he returns at Revolution? Is all this playing out so he actually doesn't go to WWE, that he's working WWE? I think that's all very, very far-fetched. I don't think WWE's going to be playing a role in an AEW angle in any way. And then, of course, there's the conspiracy theories out there that does WWE and AEW have a relationship? Do they have a partnership? Is this leading to other things? We've heard Tony Khan recently say that there has been dialogue between two companies because WWE reached out and wanted to talk to some of their talent for some uh, upcoming projects, which I would guess was Hall of Fame stuff. We saw Jericho come on the Broken Skull Sessions of the WWE Network on Peacock right after WrestleMania. Like, is there a relationship there? Again, I highly doubt it. But you want to be tuning in this podcast if you weren't thinking the same thing as well, right? We're wrestling fans. We walk a thin line of reality and fiction at all times, right? Anytime something drops on a wrestling uh, news site, you read it at half value, beer half full, because you don't know if you're being worked and if this leads to some sort of storyline down the line. And of course, that's going to come up with the Cody Rhodes stuff. My gut is telling me this is not a storyline. This is legit. If he, was, if he wasn't leaving AEW, he would never put out that statement. If he wasn't wasn't leaving AEW, you wouldn't have all these very, very good sor- reporters of great sources, concrete sources coming out there and saying that he is, in fact, coming back to the company. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when at this time. So I, I, I think that there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think we could put the conspiracy theories to bed. And shockingly enough, Cody Rhodes has left All Elite Wrestling and is potentially bound for World Wrestling Entertainment again. It'd be very interesting once it becomes official how long his contract is, what sold him on returning to WWE, what type of creative influence does he have, If is there added incentives? I mean, if I'm WWE, I would want him maybe work in some sort of like front office role as well, right? Do I want him in the creative meetings? Do I want his mind? In that room, I I think I would. I think he proved himself that he has that good wrestling mind to put on some very compelling television. Like we can't sit there and say that for three years, some of the stuff that he did wasn't that was on our television wasn't influenced by him. I think he knows what he's doing. He proved that. He proved in the last six years he went from a kid to an adult. He went from a mid carder to a top level main event player. You know, Cody should have had a run 
as All Elite Wrestling World Champion at some point and didn't because of the stipulation that he probably put in place. He didn't feel like he ever needed to have that championship. found that very intriguing. He made the TNT title into what it was today. He accomplished a lot in All Elite Wrestling. It's amazing it was just three years, but it was three years that he did a lot. And now what AEW does next is going to be very telling. Um you know, they deal with immediate adversity when they launched back in 2019, when they made these announcements, right? They were dealing with a lot of adversity in those first couple of months of Dynamite. They were dealing with a lot of adversity when the pandemic happened. And then they found their groove, and I think they became, you know, a 1A or a 1B top wrestling promotion in the United States and in the world. They earned that right to say that. They won me over as a fan. I was very apprehensive. I wasn't going to jump up, jump on that train right off the jump and saying, well, I love Kenny Omega. I love Nick and Matt Jackson. I love Cody Rhodes. I love Hangman Page, Jericho. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, agree with them that they're just going to kick WWE's ass, that WWE sucks, this and that and everything, right? All the folks that AEW was putting on WWE. No, I was pretty vocal. I was like, you know, they haven't done shit yet. And, and they're talking a big game, right? Like, at least do something. Rock the boat a little bit in the world of professional wrestling outside of these press conferences and YouTube videos that they were running to hype up heading you towards double or nothing, at least earn that right to be on the same level and same breath as WWE, right? Like mention them, but tell them you're going to show us why you deserve to be there. So I was very, very critical of them in the beginning. I think a lot of wrestling fans were right. The lines in the sand are always drawn. You can't be a fan of both. I am you for most wrestling fans for whatever reason they got to be team WWE or team AEW which is just garbage just be team good wrestling good wrestling entertainment like let's just be on that team at all times and they won me over there was a lot of adversary but right now i think is the most adversary that we've ever seen i think this is a black eye for all elite wrestling i think if you're somebody who is not as ingrained in all elite wrestling if you're a little bit on the outside of AEW if you're an outsider to them, you don't really understand what AEW is as as a as a common man, a common girl. Um, I think this is a bad look. If you knew that Cody was an EVP and helped found found because a founder of the company, and then you find out he's going back to WWE, well, what's the perception there of all elite wrestling? It's like, well, wait, what? Why is he leaving something he created? Then, if I hear how good this is, then why did he go back to WWE? I think that's something they're going to have to deal with, right? Cody's leaving is not a positive. It's it's a black eye. And they may be going out there and saying that morale's fine right now, business as usual. But that's a, that's a punch in the gut for a lot of those young wrestlers that looked up to him. Maybe they were on – we don't know the politics backstage of AEW for all for all that we hear. It's, it's not that bad, but there has to be something out there because the reports of the EVPs not getting along, the EVPs losing their power – uh, people not liking Cody and Brandy Rhodes, people loving Cody and Brandy Rhodes. There is something to that, folks. We can't just imagine that this is ECW 1996-97 and, and they're all one big happy family, right? Families fight. Families have egos. Families have black sheep. Um, maybe, maybe it's not as tight as we expect it to be. So what AEW does now... This from this past Wednesday, moving forward in this post-Cody era, is going to be something very, very important to watch. I'm intrigued by this. Uh, I'm intrigued by this from a product standpoint because I feel like the road to revolution has not been as great as I hoped it would be. There's been some very good bright spots, all right, like the Hangman matches, 
that he's had on TV. The world title matches have been a lot of fun, but the Hangman character has been okay so far uh, as a world champion. CM Punk, MJF needed to to build up a little bit more. They've had some fantastic matches. I'm looking forward to their stuff at Revolution. The booking of Adam Cole has been very suspect, but I feel like this is a long burn rather than a short burn. And I think fans need to be a little bit more um, calm and patient with that. Uh, but really outside of that, it's like, what's what's going on that's getting people excited about AEW? And, and I think that they've potentially gone a little bit stale as of late. The implosion of Inner Circle is interesting. The Jericho, Eddie Kingston stuff is interesting. Moxley and Danielson maybe working together is interesting. There's a lot of interesting things, but there's not a lot of things that are grasping my attention like AEW was doing for such a long time. Um, especially coming off of All Out. So I think this is the most adverse time period AEW has had to face since its launch. I'm intrigued and interested to hear how they respond. Tony Khan saying at the end of the Dynamite Rampage taping this past Wednesday, there was some video fan video out there that uh, uh, it was a very uh, tumultuous week and he needed a hug from the best friends that were in the ring with him. I think it's very telling. So this is, this is going to challenge AEW. And... I think all that money that they put into people like Adam Cole and CM Punk and Brian Danielson, uh, this is what you sign them for. You sign them to step up in moments like this that when people go down, whether it be from injury like Kenny Omega or when people go down by leaving the company very surprisingly and shockingly like Cody Rhodes, those are people that you turn to right now. Then you also rely on those pillars that you have in place, the Hangman Pages, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, MJF. Britt Baker, and you hope that they take this opportunity and they shine brighter than they have at any point in their career right now. Because now with a huge piece of the puzzle out of the way, this opens up a big spot for someone or some, you know, multiple people to step in and fill that fill that void that Cody Rhodes has now left on that AEW roster. So who will do it? How will it be done? How does AEW as a company respond? Very, very telling. Very, very talented. I think that's more important to watch than how WWE books, potentially books. I always want to feel like potentially because it hasn't happened yet. Potentially books Cody Rhodes um, in his WWE return. So I thought that was uh, the most shocking thing I've I've ever covered on the show. Uh, Heading into it before that on Monday night, there were reports out there that Steve Austin is set to wrestle a match at WrestleMania 38, or the belief is... There's been a lot of push. Um, uh, the rumor is that the match on the card right now is Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, that that is on the card for WrestleMania 38. Again, I'm very surprised by this because everything that Steve Austin said was that he would never get back in the ring, that his 2003 exit at WrestleMania 19 against The Rock in Seattle, Washington, Safeco Field, was poetic and perfect, and he was at peace with it. You see, I just watched Steve Austin and Mick Foley's Broken Skull Sessions on the network, and Mick Foley was talking about the amount of times he came out of retirement, whether it be in WWE or Impact Wrestling. And he specifically said, like, I, 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 I'm you know, blown away at, at, um, at, at Steve Austin for remaining retired, that he has held out for, for 19 years. He's, he never returned to wrestling and, and didn't have that itch. And, you know, he made it clear he did not want to return. There were rumors in the very early stages of the show 
that we were recording this that Steve Austin versus CM Punk seemed like a possibility. That seemed more like a possibility because at that point it was like nine or ten years of Steve Austin removed. Now we're looking at nearly twenty. And and he has been very, very like if Punk wasn't gonna happen, I didn't think anything ever was. But it's it's even more intriguing that his potential opponent could be Kevin Owens. I wonder if that played a hand in Kevin Owens resigning with, with World Wrestling Entertainment, even though there are reports out there that Tony Khan didn't even make an, a bid on, to off, an offer towards Kevin Owens, which is a little bit concerning about potentially the, the talent contracts in AEW lately. Is there, is there some smoke to that? Is the pandemic finally catching up to AEW a little bit, the loss of money and starting a business in the pandemic? Um, that could be another story for another day. But Steve Austin wrestling in a match is, is interesting. Dallas Stadium, 100,000 people. Is this the retirement match that he always wanted? Is this the one way that he comes out of retirement? Is this the one opponent that gets him out of retirement? Do we as fans want to see Steve Austin wrestle again? I don't think I want to. It would be great to see him back in the ring. It would be great to know that he has a couple of matches left under his belt. But the more we got away from it, that Wrestle 19 match, WrestleMania 19 match against The Rock, the way he went out, the way he wanted to go out, the way he's talked about it for years since, was perfect, poetic, and the right way to leave. And you don't get those chances often in wrestling, right? We see it so, so many times. Terry Funk, Mick Foley, Ric Flair, Sting, right? These people always come out of retirement. There is no such thing as retirement in professional wrestling, right? Nobody, does everybody really believe the Undertaker's retirement? Could be talking about him here in, in just a second or two as well in regards to WrestleMania 38, right? Do we really believe retirement? I think the only retirement that I really believe right now is Triple H. That's because of his ticker, his heart. He medically may not be able to wrestle again. And that would be the right call. You don't mess with the heart of, in the human body. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I love Kevin Owens. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, Kevin Owens is my guy. That's the one wrestler I want to have on this podcast and interview. And I feel like if I could get that Kevin Owens interview, that I can close up this show peacefully and move on. And close up the podcasting career because that's the one guy I just want to pick his brain and talk about his career. I've tried. So why wouldn't I be excited to know that he would be in a position against Stone Cold Steve Austin? It'd be perfect, right? Is there anybody else that could take that? Well, if they're bringing back Rock, nah, that'd be pretty darn cool. Cena, that would be cool. Hogan, not wrestling again. There's another one who's definitely permanently retired because of medical issues. So is it Kevin Owens? I think so. If you look at the roster right now, is he that guy? He's been picking on uh, Texas lately. Makes you think that there's something there. I don't think he's cutting those promos, talking about the state of Texas, the home of the Texas rattlesnake, if something isn't in place, whether it be a match, which all signs are pointing to right now, or maybe just a segment at WrestleMania with a center here, a center there. And that's that. I think that is more likely. I don't think a match happens at WrestleMania 38 right now, but I was totally wrong about Cody Rhodes going back to, not going back to AEW. So I guess take this with a grain of salt. I think it's more likely that, you know, Kevin Owens comes out, 
talks about how bad Texas is. He's on the card now, or he's there, and this and that, and running through Texas. The glass shatters. Austin comes out. A what here, a what there, back and forth on the mic, back and forth on the mic. Maybe Kevin, you know, has a soft spot for Texas all of a sudden. They decide to cheers a beer, and that's when the center happens. Like, you know, Steve Austin 101. Like, I think that's more likely than Steve Austin coming down that ramp in Dallas, Texas, black vest, black trunks, black boots. His head is bobbing left and right, and he's on his way to that ring. I think that's not as as likely but boy would that be something and it kind of makes you think a little bit about how the elimination chamber card pays plays into it because it wasn't that long ago i was like that they can't split up the the universal and wwe championship right they can't be a title for title match because you got to have a big match on one card and a big match on another card right and you could do that universal title on one night wwe championship on the other night well if you're doing title for title maybe just maybe that Steve Austin match is that match that highlights night one or two of WrestleMania. Maybe just maybe. And I think if Steve Austin's coming back and I just read this report today, Jim Ross's AEW contract is coming up soon. You got to have JR there, right? Like Jim Ross needs to call Steve Austin's mass match. Like that is the guy that needs to be on the stick. Does AEW let him go over there for for one night? Maybe that's what the dialogue was between the company, was to have Jim Ross come there and call the Steve Austin match. That'd be pretty cool, right? I mean, that just seems poetic. Or does is his contract coming up, like, really soon where he's free to go to WWE? He has said that he's not leaving AEW, likes AEW, but I guess Cody's are the same things. But I think if, if Austin's coming out of retirement to wrestle – I need Jim Ross. I need Jerry Lawler on that on that commentary booth. It can't be anybody else. No disrespect to Michael Cole. No disrespect to Pat McAfee, Corey Graves, whoever. It's got to be JR. It's got to be Jerry Lawler. That's how it's got to be. That's how I feel about it. Maybe that's hopefully how Austin feels about it as well. Which takes us to that other report that's out there about WrestleMania 38 that WWE is planning another, quote, Steve Austin-level surprise for WrestleMania 38. Okay, well... What is on that Steve Austin level? I think we cut this list down very, very quickly. Undertaker, yep, he's on there. Rock, yep, he's on there. John Cena, yep, he's on there. And I think that's where it stops. Do people put Hogan on there? Probably not at this point in his career. But I think those are the names. If there's a Steve Austin level surprise set for WrestleMania 38, it's going to be one of those. We just saw The Rock here in the United States open up the Super Bowl this past Sunday which was badass and cool, and he cut a WWE promo. Um, you know, he said the millions, and he didn't pause for the and millions like he typically does in professional wrestling. He went right into millions and millions, no pause, which was very weird to hear. I, like everybody else that was that's a wrestling fan at home, definitely when he said and millions, also said it in, in, in the uh, Super Bowl party I was watching, and everybody was looking at me, and it's like, listen, you know, know your role and shut your mouth. You just don't understand. And um, somebody tweeted The Rock and, and mentioned the pause. And he said that was an Easter egg. And uh, like basically to keep an eye out and and it'll be sooner rather than later that he'll be doing that again. Well, there's a ton of rumors that where the Super Bowl was this past Sunday, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, which just so happens to be the home of WrestleMania 39, 
that The Rock is supposed to wrestle Roman Reigns at that event that's been penciled in. Possible. Um, could he show up in Dallas, Texas? I think that's very possible to set up a match with Roman Reigns. That would be cool. So, you know, to me, Steve Austin level surprises. Uh, no disrespect. I love Undertaker. I don't think Undertaker fits that level surprise right now. I think Rock does. So if I'm taking a guess at the, another Steve Austin level surprise set for WrestleMania 38, I'm going to go with The Rock. I think Rock somehow is involved. I don't think he's wrestling. I think he's maybe there to set something up. Maybe he does a segment. Maybe he hosts. Maybe he special guest referees. I don't know. Maybe he wrestles Austin. Again, that would be badass. Even though I just said I don't think he wrestles. But I think he's the one. If I'm putting my money down, if I'm wagering a bet, and I'm going, okay, what is that Steve Austin level surprise for WrestleMania 38? It is the most electrifying man in all sports entertainment today. The Rock, bar none. So that's what I'm going with. Tell me what you're going with, though. Feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast on Twitter or our Facebook, facebook.com slash the Still Real to Show. Um, I've unfortunately had to do these solo shows over the last couple of months here. Um, you know, Dr. Trey getting surgery, Dr. Trey getting the tornado. Uh, it just seems like the poor guy can't dodge a bullet. And And when you do a solo show, it's definitely very difficult uh, I, I must say, but when you have topics like the ones that we've had, I believe me, I was so beyond normally thrilled than what we typically do for the podcast. I was very thrilled to talk about with Dr. Trey, the Cody Rhodes stuff, the Steve Austin stories. We'll have to talk about it with him on next week's podcast. Uh, hopefully his power is back up and running and, and everything remains safe and in the clear for he and his family and his house tonight uh, and moving forward, obviously. Um, so we'll have to talk to him about that, hopefully on next week's show. Hopefully he's back and returning. Uh, but obviously these shows don't run as long as they typically do when there is another person. So, you know, you're getting a little bit of a more reduced SRTU. But I feel like it, this is one of those solo shows where it was very easy to sit here and, and just talk into a microphone by myself for, uh, I'm looking at the recording now, nearly 37 minutes, which is not easy, folks. You try doing that. Try talking to yourself or pretending that you're talking to people <laughs> that are just staring at you, blinking, and not talking back. Like, that's that's basically what hosting a podcast by yourself is like, right? You know people are listening, whether you're going to work or working out or walking, exercising, whatever you do to listen to this podcast each and every week. You're sitting there like silently, and I just see your eyes blinking as I'm talking. Actually, I can hear it too, like a cartoon making that noise when eyes blink, like when all the lights are out, and you just see the eyes, and then they blink a little bit, and you hear that noise. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel. Like I'm just talking to all of you. Eyes are blinking. You're not saying anything, and you're bearing with me right now, and I truly, truly appreciate that. So uh, as always, thank you for making this part of your week uh, and downloading this podcast as uh, the road to WrestleMania season is, is very, very hot, very, very heavy right now. Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, potentially WWE bound. Steve Austin returning to WWE, not to host, but to potentially wrestle match against Kevin Owens. And then there's another Steve Austin level like surprise set for WrestleMania 38. Wrestling goes from being down in the dumps, right? Royal Rumble, post Royal Rumble weekend to weeks later, um, the complete 180. It's Jekyll and Hyde all the time. It's a very bipolar entertainment system. And uh, it, WrestleMania was looking very, very bleak as of a week ago. And now there's a lot of optimism that this could be a very promising show. So stay tuned, buckle in. 
and enjoy Elimination Chamber this Saturday because, according to reports, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns that get us ready and continue to get us ready for the road to WrestleMania. Um, it's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania 38. There is no March pay-per-view. I love that. Let's go from this Saturday onward. Just give me the bill to WrestleMania. We'll know a week from now what some of those confirmed WrestleMania matches are or what the stipulations are or what the titles are on the line and all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's get into it. Elimination Chamber preview predictions. Obviously, we don't have Dr. Trey's, so you're just going to get mine. Uh, I'll do this as uh, painless as possible. Obviously, this, unfortunately, I... I guess in a way it will be added to our pay-per-view predictions. I don't know. I'll have to get the pr- predictions from Dr. Trey somehow. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. I'm going to take Rey Mysterio. I think this is your stereotypical Saudi Arabia show match where you're just bringing out some two legends in WWE's vantage point. Um, Saudi Arabian fans, they want to see Rey Mysterio, and so he gets a W. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Ronda Rousey and Naomi uh, are my choice to win this match. According to reports, according to spoilers, if you want to watch SmackDown tonight, Friday night, stop listening now. Maybe fast forward another 30 seconds. But the stipulation is that Ronda Rousey will have her arm tied behind her back. I still think they win. Sonya Deville's got a bad wing. Rousey, Naomi get the W. Uh, Falls Count Anywhere match, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Again, I think this is an easy one to call. I like that Madcap's in this match. I hope he gets a lot of offense in this match as well. I think there's a lot of promise there. But this is Drew McIntyre's match to win. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos take it on the Viking Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Usos defeating the Viking Raiders and retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I can't see them going into WrestleMania season, not the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch defending against Lita. I'm very stoked to see this one. I'm, I'm interested to see Lita in a one-on-one match for the first time in a long time. I think this is probably the first time she's had a one-on-one match. Since she retired, I think everything else has been maybe tag team matches and the Royal Rumble matches. So um, I think it's. I, I hope I hope we see the lead old. I hope we see her go back in time, and uh, and she still has it. I hope she truly has a run under her one last run left in her. Um, there's some reports out there that WWE just sees this as like a one and done. I hope that's not the case. I hope she opens up some eyes and gets an opportunity to run with the company maybe for the next six months to a year. I think that'd be cool. Um, but with that said, I'm going to take Becky Lynch retaining holding on the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, for the WWE Universal Championship match, uh, Roman Reigns defending against Goldberg. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I guess the only good thing about this is that we should expect this match uh, won't last. It'll be uh, close to either 10 minutes on the long side, less than five minutes on the short side. So it'd be cool if Roman Reigns, Goldberg, Goldberg. Uh, and wins in less than 90 seconds. But I, I don't think Reigns should be dropping championships at Goldberg right now. If Goldberg wins a championship heading into WrestleMania season, my mind's going to explode on next week's show. All this excitement that you've heard from me with all this news of Austin coming back and Cody Rhodes leaving AEW and potentially going to WWE and the shock and awe behind all of those news items is going to be dreadfully lost quite quickly if on Saturday afternoon I sit and I watch Goldberg holding up the WWE Universal Championship and defeating yet another undefeated monster in Saudi Arabia, this time Roman Reigns. Um, Elimination Chamber match. The winner of this gets the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 38. you got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and the returning Alexa Bliss. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I think we saw some seeds planted um, at the Gauntlet match this past Monday with Rhea and Bianca Belair. Rhea went like 40 minutes. Bianca comes in at the end, gets the W, kind of celebrates. Uh, Rhea Ripley does like that dog head tilt where she's like, hmm, this is peculiar. 
Uh, we mentioned, I think, on last week's show that Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Becky Lynch have been uh, scheduled for some of the live events, obviously subject to change. I think maybe that somehow works itself out that we see Becky defending the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match against Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know how we get there yet. I, I almost wanted to say that this match ends in a draw, but God, don't do that in an Elimination Chamber match. That would be brutally bad. So I'm going to take Rhea Ripley getting the victory on this one. And then finally, the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. I had a, t- I, I had a tough time um, picking this one. Uh, this is a crapshoot, which is a good thing for the show on Saturday. Um, I think it could go... Uh, either way here, right? Like, I think Bobby Lashley could retain. I think Brock Lesnar could win the title, and we could have title versus title against Roman Reigns. I could see Seth freaking Rollins win the championship. He was rumored to win the title heading into WrestleMania uh, at the Royal, excuse me, at day one pay-per-view. He was going to win it in in that fatal four-way. I don't see Austin Theory winning, so I could see that be written off. Uh, Riddle winning, I think, would lead to him versus Randy Orton and the split there of RK Bro at WrestleMania, which I don't want to see right now. They've been so red hot, but you know how that goes with WWE Creative. They see a red hot act, and all of a sudden they pull the rug out from underneath them. And I could see AJ Styles winning and defending against Edge, which would be an awesome championship match at WrestleMania. Um, with that said, and what we know now, with potentially Cody coming back in the fold, Steve Austin wrestling at WrestleMania. I think for one of the nights at WrestleMania, the headliner could be the Steve Austin match and the Cody Rhodes match. And then the other night can be Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar, who is defending the WWE Championship in a title versus title match. So I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar to win the Elimination Chamber match, to become the WWE Champion, and we get a title for title match at WrestleMania 38. I don't love the pick. I would prefer Bobby Lashley to win in a retain because I, I I love I love the Bobby Lashley uh, character in the last year and a half. I think he deserves again to be in that main event level spot. I think he deserves again to enter WrestleMania as WWE champion. And I think a match with him defending the title against a Seth freaking Rollins, a Riddle, an RK, uh, a Randy Orton, AJ Styles, whoever is available, um, would be more appeasing to me than a title versus title match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But there seems to be a big push for that according to reports. And uh, I could see that one out with some of the other things that are going on right now in WWE with the return of Steve Austin and Cody Rhodes into WWE. Um, So there you go. Elimination Chamber this Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, which by the way, uh, how could you not love a Saturday afternoon WWE pay-per-view. I, I'm going to love it. Uh, I'm going to have breakfast. Maybe I'll have brunch. And then I will sit down and I will watch Elimination Chamber in the afternoon. And then I'll have my Saturday evening, my Saturday night, this weekend. I love it. Once in a lifetime thing. Uh, this is great. It, this is better than the time than they did Japan at like 5 in the morning. The Japanese show uh, with Brock. Beast in the East back in 2015. Or the Australian Super Showdown they did. Which I think was like at like eight in the morning um, on the East coast. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. 12 noon elimination chamber road to WrestleMania last pay-per-view. We will recap and review it for you all on next week's show. So we'll have to get Dr. Trey's thoughts on Cody Rhodes, Steve Austin. We'll recap and review elimination chamber. I'm going to try to get Dr. Trey's um, predictions for elimination chamber and we'll post it up on our Twitter feed. Obviously he has a lot of bigger things to worry about than uh, I don't know, uh, predicting, 
a WWE pay-per-view, but I'll try to get that for all the wrestling fans, all the great fans of SRTU uh, coming off of uh, this week's edition of the show. So uh, with that said, let's get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at realguyradio.com. Russell Chatnet on Twitter and the Still Real to Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. Uh, once again, our thoughts and prayers out there to Dr. Trey and his family, his friends. Uh, I hope that he's back here next week. I hope he has his power back on sooner rather than later. Great to hear that he is safe and sound, and hopefully it stays that way uh, moving forward as well. Mother Nature is uh, one person that we cannot outsmart and outwit. So uh, with that said, enjoy Elimination Chamber. Enjoy everything going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. Thank you for downloading the podcast. And until next week, from Dr. Ted Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. This is The Story of the Show. Coming for your love, okay? Needless to say, 